Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving around on errands. It is Sunday. It is September 4th, I think. <laughs> I guess I'll see what I post. You know, again, I've only been doing this for almost 200 episodes. Still haven't figured out to look at the date before I start recording. But whatever. Um, 2021. Um, been kind of trying to find my footing this month. I, I ended up tanking my rank pretty spectacularly at the end of last month. I mean, it happens, right? Like, I kind of gave up fighting for rank when it, when it was clear that I was going to be not close to 11x, and then just ended up trying a bunch of things to see what might be good after the nerfs. Turns out it's just handlock again. Um, but... Um, and, and this month I've been trying to find something else to climb with, half because I'm looking at the possibility of writing another guide, and half because, like, I just can't really jam a lot more handlock than I did. I played, I played a couple hundred games of handlock last month. Just, like, you know, like, several hundred, I think. And, and I've kind of just burned out on the deck. Um, I might play it again if I just need to get myself there, but... I would like to play something other than Warlock. So I, I've been trying Quest Hunter. It's okay. I know a couple people have had like really nutty win rates with it, but I'm finding that it's... I'm probably not playing it right, to be fair, but um, I'm, I'm just kind of like with a middling win rate with it. It's like, you know, not quite, you know, terrible, but it's slightly below 50%, like enough that I notice it. And... I'm not really making forward progress. I might just go over to Quest Shaman and try to just jam a bunch of that and try to understand that really well this month. Um, it 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 does, and, and I'm going to talk about what it's like to climb in this meta and, and some things. This might be more of a mindset thing than an actual um, an actual strategy episode. But there, there are some features of this meta that make it kind of frustrating to climb with sometimes. And so I think it's probably worth, um, you know, worth talking about those and understanding both what the meta looks like and then how to approach it. I think that that's kind of, I'm, this is going to be a little bit of, I mean, not that all my episodes aren't stream of consciousness, right? But, um, this is going to be more of like me trying to figure stuff out for myself and hopefully, my way of verbalizing it will kind of help you along the way as as we go. So this is this meta that we're in, and, and even been in since pre-patch, pre-nerf. Um, those are the same thing. Is is really a a quintessential rock paper scissors meta. There's a lot of polarization, right? So generally what, what, what this is like is that there are three groups of decks effectively, and we'll try to kind of talk about those, that, um, that all like lose hard to one group and beat on the other. And then obviously if you get two out of the same group, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a 50-50. And, and that can be really frustrating to try to climb in, right? Because it like, like generally my my tendency as a player and and one of the reasons that I tend toward control I think 
is that I like to feel like I have a puncher's chance in any matchup. And that just isn't really possible in this meta. Like, there are going to be some games that you just lose on, you know, in deck selection. And, and it's not quite that simple, right? Like, you always have a chance. Like, these aren't, like, you know, uh, there are probably a couple of 80-20 matchups, but there aren't many of them. Like, there's not a lot of, like, last metas control Warlock into Control Priest, right? Like, like where one is just, like, really heavily favored and uh, really has to screw up or draw poorly in order to lose, right? This, it, it's a lot of, like, 35-65s, but those are still pretty heavily favored, right? Like, anything above, like, above a, a 40% or a... a, a Anything above, like, 60% is pretty heavily favored in this game. And, and, you know, obviously accounting for for player skill and everything else. Right, but there are just some, some matchups you just you just can't win. Or, or you can, but it's going to take you a really good understanding of the matchup and, and of your deck in order to win it. And, and sometimes that's just, you know, even then you're, you're kind of relying on draws to go right and and your opponent's draws to go poorly right so and and it's hard to tell without looking at the replays like what happened in those games to see if there's something you can learn at it from it or is it just like my opponent's deck bricked but it, it's it's worth kind of going into ladder with this in mind because if you're not prepared for that, there's going to be a lot of games that you're just going to lose. You're really going to feel like you didn't have much of a chance or you had a chance until you suddenly didn't have a chance. And that is, it's really, you know, can be not fun to play in. So it's also worth kind of keeping check on yourself mentally and not jamming games once you're, once you're tilted because it is very easy to get tilted in this battle. Like losing personally feeling like I didn't have a chance in the matchup like I like nothing that I did mattered is one of my one of the things that will kind of tilt me off a cliff and there's a lot of that in this in this meta so it's really important to first of all realize when you do have agency because you probably have agency more often than you think in some of these matchups but also like re keep a mental temperature on yourself and kind of understand when you're going in that direction and, sh you know, shut it down or, or recalibrate. The one thing you don't really want to do is to chase the meta. Like, because one of the things that you can try to do sometimes, and you can do this if there's like a best deck, is, well, everybody's playing X and Y counters it, or I'm seeing nothing but X and Y counters it, so I'm going to play Y. And there, the meta is so cyclical that if you're having that thought, chances are everybody else at your rank is having that thought. And then you're either going to queue into all of those decks or you're going to get leveled and get, get um, queued into by the paper to your rock. So you don't really, you want to play what you're comfortable with, right? And, and understand that things will kind of go around 
and not to assume that like the meta shifted permanently and then you need to shift your approach. If you want to learn a new deck, by all means, do that. Having a couple of decks in your arsenal and the meta like this is not a bad thing, but understand that that is not going to be a panacea to what you're seeing on ladder, right? You're not really going to be able to punish ladder just because you happen to have a few unlucky cues into something that hard counters you. Because it's not even necessarily a sign of where the meta is going. It's just like what you happen to cue into in terms of variance. Like the, the term local meta is really, I think it's overused and it's misleading and I'm guilty of it as anybody. Because like you're just seeing your own results, right? Like you could probably go on to um, like HS replay and look at the look at the popularity, but you're not seeing it at like when people are talking about local metas, they're not looking at it even by day by day. They're looking at it by like hour by hour, and and there's no there's no real such thing, right? Like you can get a sense of this is all I'm queuing into, but then that could just be variance too. Like you're only seeing your own results, and it's a very small sample size. So, you know, making a change based on what you're seeing, like we've all kind of you know, oh, well, Hearthstone matchmaking is rigged because as soon as I change decks, then, then it, you know, it gives me the other thing I was queuing into. Well, that's just variance, right? Like, I can assure you, like, the amount of work that it would take for the Hearthstone developers to do deck detection on queue and then queue you into something that counters it for what would effectively be an unfun experience is, it, it, it there's no reason they would spend resources on it. Right? Like, it's just, like, if you think about it, like, from, and, and I know people don't really think about things like that. This is very much a tangent, but I think it's worth talking about. Like, people don't really think about these things in terms of, like, resources needed to do the thing. Like, everybody talks about, like, oh, you know, small indie development company. But at the end of the day, like, every every development team has a limited number of programmers and a limited number of resources. And, and Hearthstone, in particular, is doing a million things all at once. So, like... If you're, you know, if, if you're thinking about something like that, like, how do you sell that to like a, to like a program manager, right? Or, or, or a pro, or a platform director or whatever the hell the plot Ben Lee's title is, right? Like, how are you selling that? Like, I'm going to put this feature in that is going to earn us no money and is not going to make our players enjoy the game anymore. In fact, it will probably make them enjoy the game less. Right, and then you're just like, well, okay, but you could go fix these sixteen bucks. So that there's not a there's not a matchmaking algorithm, but it is variance, and and it's you know it's something that you will notice when you see it, and it, it's you're likely to ascribe more meaning to it than is there. Um, but it, the long story short is, don't try to chase this meta. Just try to approach it like any other, and try to find a deck that is has a decent win rate that you can learn well. Because even then, you can, you can give yourself some, um, you know, some something of an edge in the bad matchups, and you know you'll end up winning more than you're losing anyway. Because you're talking about like only losing to a third of the meta, right? And and everything kind of regresses to the mean. So let's talk about like what the um, you know what the what the groups are, right? And and handlock is probably the one to start with and, and I'm, I'm going to be honest and try to in saying that I'm not actually sure what else is in the group of Hamlock though I may 
figure it out. We may come back around the cycle at the end and I'll find that I missed some decks and they'll probably end up getting slotted in there. But like Warlock's the big bad, right? It always has been, it still kind of is. Um, it, it is the deck that has the best matchups across the board, really. And it's the closest to being good across the board, right? But it does have a lot of weaknesses. And those weaknesses generally involve um, being pressured by aggressive decks, right? And so if they can pressure it before they can really get going, it doesn't have, it has a lot of removal and heal, but it doesn't really have enough. So, you know, decks that can go wide and then, um, and then just pressure out. And I guess, I guess most of the combo decks kind of go into this, um, this bucket with, with Warlock. So you've got like, you've got like Garot Rogue or, or Miracle Rogue, I guess. Um, you've kind of got Quest Hunter, I guess you could kind of slot in here, right? Um, like anything that, that just wants to do damage in chunks and kind of play a control style until it's time to flip the switch really fits into this, what we can call it rock, right? So that's going to, and, and it's going to be very good against, in general, against the controlling style decks because it can out control them and then just turn the gas on and have, um, and have a, a win condition that they can't really deal with easily. Um, and also if they stall too long, if they take too long, like most control decks do, then you just have the, the Tamsin win condition, right? So like, this is how you generally, generally you end up beating Quest Shaman because your removal removes their early game. And then you have enough healing to get yourself to the late game. And if you end up trading punch for punch and they don't, and they take longer than they, than they should to get their quest online, then you just, you know, switch to the Tamsin game plan and take whatever damage you manage to get through with the with the giants and you know put that in the bank and then Tanzan will kind of cover you over the line right so any sort of a slower deck that so that you know you can belt you could be fell demon hunter this way um you know so on and so forth and and all of the all of the combo style decks kind of have you know it, it kind of depends on what they hit right they're all trying to just hit their win cons first, and then that'll determine who, who ends up winning. Like the, the handlock can kind of get ahead of um it can get ahead of some of the other the other decks or not, depending on how fast they go, right? Like it usually loses to something like um like a like a glide demon hunter because they just get their, their win condition on so much faster and, and handlock takes another turn or two. Right. So that, that's kind of the first style of deck. So if you enjoy playing something that, you know, kind of plays like a combo deck or, or plays somewhat controlly, but then, um, then flips the switch and turns into an aggro deck, I guess we're kind of describing mid-range, right? I mean, ultimately that's what we're doing is we're talking about aggro mid-range control. It just looks weird in this, in this meta. Um, but then like handlock and the combo decks are kind of, um, are, are what you're, what you're going to be looking for in that in that instance. So generally, what beats 
you know, the, the combo decks, or try to, are the aggro decks. And so you can throw Face Hunter, Shadow Priest, um, and then, you know, you get some more niche decks below that, like, you know, Elemental Shaman, uh, Token Druid, um, you know, like th those sorts of things. I guess even going, if you really want to be generous, you could throw Quest Priest in this bucket. Quest Priest is kind of a weird deck where it's basically just like, it, it's kind of like Spiteful Priest. It's not actually a control deck that's actually trying to finish the quest, except, you know, in, in super grindy matchups. But it's just kind of putting big things on the board and making the opponent deal with them. And then using generation to, to you know get stuff out of the way, so it's more of a mid-range deck. But you could you could kind of put it in with handlock, or you could put it in with um with aggro. It probably more belongs in handlock, but you could kind of make an argument either way. But generally, what you're trying to do is you're just trying to stick a board and beat the you know beat the combo decks before their combo can come online. Like generally, something that is trying to play quote-unquote solitaire even though the decks have kind of moved away from solitaire and are actually much more interactive uh, the way that you beat a quote-unquote solitaire deck is by putting stuff on board and making them answer it and not letting them you know follow their own game plan um so that that's generally what those decks are trying to do they typically have moved more toward oh and, and paladin would be part of that too secret paladin and hand buff paladin would both fit into that um, into that bucket. And, and they're generally trying to get oversized minions or minions with divine shield on board and just keep hitting the, hitting the combo deck in the face and making them spend time answering their board instead of advancing their win condition. And, and, you know, some of those combo decks, like they only have enough damage, like they can't really get through, um, you know, do 30 damage if they have to spend all their time dealing with your stuff. So that, that's kind of the way that you can, that you can counter that. Um, it, you know, it, it's not perfect. I mean, certainly Handlock in particular is doing so well because it has, it's, it's kind of a combo deck, but it's also got answers for those sorts of boards in the way, in the, in the, between Soul Rend and like a lot of the removal that also happens to advance their quest or make their Flesh Giants cheaper. So that's why Handlock's kind of the best of the best of that group right now. Um, but, you know, some of them, the other ones will just kind of try to ignore your board as best you can. And, you know, Garrett Rogue or Miracle Rogue has things like uh, Cloak of Shadows. I guess I guess Miracle Rogue, I don't know if they, they run that or not, but Garrett Rogue and Weapon Rogue um, typically do. Weapon Rogue's another one that falls into this category that's just going to, like, do more damage to you than you can do to it as quickly as possible, then it's got Cloak of Shadows to kind of play through, um, any sort of, um, any sort of shenanigans. Um, Celestial Druid is kind of weird, because it kind of behaves like an aggro deck, at least with its game plan, but it doesn't, it doesn't really, um, you know, because what it's targeting, it kind of behaves in this group, but it doesn't really work like an aggro deck. Um, it's, it's more attacking those decks on a different line, but I guess it kind of fits in this group as well, because it is kind of like an anti-combo deck. If you can make everything cost one, then you're, and you know, these decks generally rely on cheating mana, then you can kind of slow them down and and make it so that they can't do what they're trying to do. But what, regardless, I mean, whether it's an actual aggro deck or whether it's, you know, just playing one on TV, 
that's the goal is right is just to go fast and like shadow priest in particular like does not have a lot of sustain right like it, it it's gonna stick one big board or maybe two it's gonna stick a big board it's gonna hopefully drop a gambling and then build a second big board and if that doesn't work then it's done right it's just kind of hoping that it got enough damage in those first couple of big boards in order to get the rest of the way with the hero power face hunter kind of works the same way where it's just trying to get enough of a board and get that damage through such that they can finish you off with with rhinos and piercing shots and and quick shots and and aim shots and stuff like that so that's kind of the that that's the the paper i suppose so then the scissors are the control decks um you have um mainly this is quest shaman right because quest shaman is extremely extremely good against the aggro decks because perpetual flame is a hell of a card um plus it has enough like removal with the with the um the overloads plus you have um canal slogger and and everything else so it's got healing it's got aoe it can deal with those initial initial boards and then it just has its own win condition that's very hard for any other deck to deal with once it gets online the, the problem is getting it online where it needs that kind of time and that's where it does lose to things like handlock or the combo decks that are um that are just going speed running their combo as quick as you can like against against shaman you generally have a rend a soul rend for all of the shaman early game because all the shaman early game unless you high roll spectacularly off like a off a uh, serpent shrine portal it all has like three health and then soul rend just wipes that out and then you're able to um you're able to stick a stick a couple of giants and then and shaman doesn't really have an answer to that early um unless it's managed to like speed run its quest right so so warlock typically beats um quest shaman and, and i would throw fell demon hunter into this into this category as well either version either the the ilganoth or the zai version they're basically play the same this is the the non-quest um demon hunter that runs um that, that relies on jace for a lot of its late game so it's basically removing 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 and and it has you know fury and it has um chaos strike and then jace does a fair amount of damage and then you either have zai to copy jace or you have um ilganoth to use all of your life steal removal to kind of get the rest of the way there right but those those kind of get those those do very very well against the aggro decks like you like a um talented arcanist and immolation aura will remove almost any board in the game that doesn't have a flesh giant on it um but it, it loses to handlock because again it can't deal with giants and even if it can it takes a long time to set up its its actual win con at which point the the warlock has time to just get its get its um its quest done and then start um doing its damage that way um and again a lot of healing so that when a deck that has limited limited reach like that the fell demon hunter is going to struggle um so you know that that's kind of where the those kind of are trying to attack those are countering the counters if you're looking at handlock as 
like the best deck in the meta and it's kind of gone in a, in a cycle of whether it's handlock or it's quest shaman that's like the the deck that's in the crosshairs right but regardless it, it's basically like the people who are playing quest shaman are trying to counter the counters so they're going to lose to warlock but they're going to beat all of the aggro decks and then you know you, you probably beat um you know fell demon hunter or whatever if you run into it as well so what should you do right so like you know we've kind of talked about how these go in a cycle these are all viable decks that I've, I've mentioned some of them more so than others i mean there are even some you know some fringe decks that you can kind of catch people by surprise i've seen i've even seen like quest druid i wouldn't recommend that um that's not really a great place um but i mean what you're not seeing are like the traditional control decks like quest shaman is a control deck that tops out at like four or five mana depending on whether it runs an earth elemental or at the top or not um same thing with uh fell demon hunter like most of the deck is pretty cheap up into like up until like skull and jace right everything else is very cheap um so these are not like value generating decks that can go the distance they're basically looking to attrition you out and then have enough damage to kind of get through at the end if they need to end the game right we're not seeing like last meta's control priest or control warlock with jaraxxus or anything that has kind of like you know an overwhelming amount of value that's not what the control decks in this meta are they're i mean you can kind of get there with charge call getting doubled that's like the closest thing we have but even then if you can deal with that if you can deal with that wave you might you might just be able to get there because you're the the quest shaman's kind of top decking at that point um so in any event what should you play i would say whatever you're most comfortable with right which may take some experimentation i don't think it's a bad thing to be trying a bunch of decks as long as you're doing it mindfully right like don't get tilted and then just switch decks like play a certain number of games with a deck try to learn it if you feel like you're making progress then do that if not then try something else that fits your playstyle a little bit more like i'm naturally going to going to lean towards you know either handlock or the control decks because I'm a control player and that's that's how I play, right? And that that's kind of how I feel like I, I can express my skill most efficiently. If you're an ag aggressive player, then maybe, you know, Paladin or, um, or, or Shadow Priest or Face Hunter is better for you. Um, the games are certainly quick. I mean, all the games are fairly quick. Like none of these games are really taking a, a very long time um, because a lot of, the, again, a lot of the infinite value generation is kind of out of the meta right now they've been chased out by tamsin so you you can kind of it's not even really a matter of like what's the fastest to climb with they're all relatively fast it's just a matter of what are you going to be most comfortable with like what's going to lead itself towards the way that you generally tend to play and that may just take some experimentation i mean the, the meta did change a little bit it didn't change that much from last month um with the nurse to, to warlock i think the biggest change is just that d6 warlock is kind of out of the picture which was like the combo deck to end all combo decks again it was it was like the biggest um the biggest rock paper scissors um you know example that there was right because it just completely wrecked anything slow and it got torched by aggro right like so it's that that's kind of like the biggest polarized meta uh, deck out of them is gone now like there are there is still kind of like a fatigue quest warlock that gets rid of the giants or sometimes they play giants but usually they don't 
and they just run Rod, and they just try to draw through their deck. Sometimes they'll run, like, Hand of Gul'dan without Matron, just to be able to, like, you know, six, six mana deal a million at the end of the game. Um, like, but again, that's, that's like, again, it's one of the combo decks. Like, we have plenty of those combo decks that are looking to just draw their deck and, um, you know, and win that way, right? And they, um, you know, they all kind of work along the same axis. The more I think about it, I think the Celestial Catechondra Druid is, is really a combo deck. It's just kind of behaving. It, it's trying to target the other combo decks, but it is kind of a combo deck in and of itself in that it's basically going to get rushed down by aggro most of the time. And it's trying, it's just a little bit better at what it does than the other combo decks. So I would, I would say just kind of find what fits your play style and then jam that. And don't worry so much about what the meta is. Like the meta is going to go in cycles because people naturally are going to try to prove that they're smarter than everybody else. And they're going to try to counter everything. And then that'll kind of go in a cycle as the thing to counter changes, right? So what you're going to be able to do best is by staying, you know, on what you are, just accepting that you're going to have some of those bad streaks where you get countered a lot, but that should come back around when everybody decides to target whatever your deck is good, good against, and then you'll be able to farm them, right? So, but you can't do that if you're constantly chasing what it looks like the meta is going to, because you're just going to, you're just going to get caught in the wave and you're going to end up bleeding out more games than you would otherwise because you're not being consistent and you're not learning your deck really well, right? Like one of the things that's going to make more of a difference than what you're seeing is how well you play the deck that you've chosen to bring on ladder. And you can't win the bad matchups if you don't play the bad matchups. Generally, you have to lose a lot of those to figure out what not to do or figure out like under what axis your deck will work. And then you know, be able to kind of eke out those wins that should be unfavored, right? That's the way you learn how to win those bad matchups. But if you just like bail on it and then go to something else, then you're never really getting a chance to learn those bad matchups. And, um, and then you're never, you're never really going to be able to have a chance to win those when you do, you know, the meta does come back around, you go back to that deck again. So, you know, the, the, the advice doesn't change, even though the meta did, the advice is still stick with one deck, learn it really well and, and keep climbing that. And if you know you know, like the back of your hand, you'll have a, an advantage over other people who are who are trying to play against you because you're going to know that deck really well and you're going to be an expert in it. All right, so that's it for this week. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. You can find the show notes um, for this episode and every episode at offcurve.com. Offcurve.com is also where you can find the Masters Tour qualifier stats and Masters Tour stats as well um, at offcurve.com slash Masters Tour. Um, you can follow the show's account on Twitter at off curve. You can follow me on Twitter at wicked good. Um, I stream Monday and Thursday night, 7 30 PM Eastern, um, at twitch.tv slash wicked good FM. Um, I used to be playing all, all priest, but since priest is basically shadow priest and I'm not an aggro player, I've been experimenting with other classes. So if you are not a priest fan, then, you know, now's the time. Um, you can join the discord at discord.offcurve.com. Wonderful. And um, an intelligent group of people who are very happy to discuss Hearthstone with you. And we would love to have you there. And um, yeah, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. <laughs>